The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Messages of Hope show. I'm Suzanne Giesman. I'm an evidential medium and spiritual teacher. So pleased that Unity Online Radio has asked me to host this show because I'm all about Unity's philosophy of oneness, of celebrating our true essence as expressions of God, of the source. And today I'm really pleased to have with me a beautiful woman, a wonderful evidential medium who I had the pleasure of meeting just last month in Scottsdale, Arizona. I heard about Deborah Martin through my dear friends Lynn and Jeff Hollihan, who are featured in my book still right here. And in fact, I wrote about Deborah in that book, but had not met her. So when she walked into a party that I was at with another couple from that same book, still right here with at Elizabeth and Cyril Boisson's house, I was so pleased to meet Deborah. So Deborah is a certified medium through the Winbridge Institute, which is very, very uh, demanding in their certification of mediums. But she's also an intuitive healer, which is what we're going to be focusing on today. We will be taking questions from callers, so if you want to call in, feel free to call 888-55-UNITY. But just a word of caution, Deborah will not be doing any diagnosing of medical problems today, nor will she be doing online healing. So this is for anybody with questions about energy healing. So without wasting any more time because I have so much I want to talk to Deborah about. Let's bring her in. Deborah, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure. I thought it was a God thing when we met at at Elizabeth's party, especially when she reminded me of the healing that you did for her father. So I know we'll talk about that later. But tell us a bit about yourself and, well, let's see. Let's start with how you discovered your connection with the other side, either as a medium or a healer. Is that a lifelong thing? It has been. You know, I when I was a child, I would see spirit all the time, but I was frightened of it, and it wasn't something that you talked about freely. So I just kind of pushed it aside. I, I There was too much fear about it, and I just left it alone. Then in 1997, um, I had a tragic um, car accident, where I was on a freeway and I was hit and the car spun out and we took out 40 feet of guardrail. 
and mm. we couldn't get out of the car. I was with two other women, and we couldn't get out of the car, and I prayed right before impact. I just had this intuition something was going to happen, and when I mm. prayed, um, divine intervention came and saved us, and that kind of started opening my my, you know, what is going on? How did that happen? Because no one ever saw this person after. He just disappeared. Oh, you mean somebody came up to the car in physical form? Yeah, he came up to the car, physically took us out of the car, kissed each one of us on the forehead and said that he would see us again, went to the left, and we looked at the right with all the fire trucks. There was like five fire trucks, ambulances, everything, and he was gone. Oh. And I remember so, reading that um, in your book, Direct Connect to God, and, and you you said in the book at that time, you know, when he said, I will see you again, I just got a shiver when I read that in your book, because it's it very much spoke of, I'll see you on the other side or in the greater reality. Right, or he'll show himself again, and you didn't know. So, you know, I went on the quest of going to lots of different conferences, um, seeing what the other side's about, and then... In 2000, I was in another car accident, and in that car accident, I was hit by a someone in a diabetic seizure, mm. and he police were on the pursuit to get him off the road, and I was the one that he hit. I was oh, at Kern Bay, and I was stopped, and he hit me and put me into oncoming traffic, and at that time, right on impact, now I didn't feel anything. But I was taken to another dimension, and I watched everything from above transpire. Hmm. And I was like, I was a single mom of three and and be like, oh, my gosh, not now. My children need me. No, no. And I heard a voice say, are you ready? And I heard it. It was loving. It was caring. It was safe. But it's like, are you ready? And I said, no, um, Hmm. I'm not. And I said, but look at that car. It's going to crush me. There's a huge, huge car, and he was carrying a big tractor trailer behind him. And I'm like, I'm not going to escape this. And the next minute I know I'm in the backseat of my car with a mouthful of glass, my four doors, now a two-door, all the the windows are, are, you know, shattered. And I have this police officer and this gentleman coming to my door, and I hear this man go, I'm so shaken up. I don't know what happened, but somebody took my steering wheel and put me into oncoming traffic. I should have killed her. Hmm. And it just, it just like at that, those words immediately impacted me to go, wait a minute, what just happened? I saw that. Hmm. So those, those were two major shifts that really, you know, um, I'm hearing spirit and what is going on. And I, w- I always had the ability to connect with spirit and hear them, but I never thought, in my wildest dreams, I'd be helping people. But then, so that's why I reached out to um, Dr. Harry Schwartz and Dr. Julie Baishel at the University of Arizona with the Human Energy Lab to get, you know, is the information that I'm receiving really real? Let me go through some testing. I, I felt like I had to go some through some rigorous testing, the quadruple blind experiments that, you know, it gave me the credentials that I needed to believe in the words that were coming through. I understand that. I understand that right. as a medium myself. Sometimes it's hard to trust, even though we feel the presence and we know this is real, to have it validated by professionals is very helpful. Right, because you know what? The words mean nothing to us, and we have to deliver them. It's when we try to try to make sense to them that they're always wrong, so... You just are like, okay, I'm going to say it how, how it came through. 
And sometimes we don't get those validations, so it can be hard. So that's what the um, Dr. Gary Schwartz and Dr. Julie Beichel did. They gave me the validation. And then, you know, I, God must have wanted my attention because I'm, I, I needed another shift. And yes. on one twenty one twelve, I had a near-death experience where I, I crossed over. I was sick and dying, and I lost all hope. And that's the one thing you never want to lose because you, there's just, you have no quality of life. I had no dignity. I just lost everything. And I had a younger child living at home, and I just thought they're going to be fine without me. I can't suffer anymore. I just want to go to heaven. And but this was as a result of physical illness, correct? Physical illness, yes. In fact, I was being seen at Mayo Clinic, and they never really found what was going on. And I can explain that later, why I didn't find that um, that illness, which is a blessing now. But it's going through it. You want answers. You want to know. I know I'm sick. I can't get out of bed. I, I've lost all ability to have bowel movements. I, I can barely breathe when I'm walking. I'm down to 90 pounds. Why can't doctors sign this? And so... Um, I did um, have a crossover. I transitioned, and when I transitioned, I saw heaven. I saw God. I was being held by God, and he. And I was like, "Wow!" And it's it's interesting. I was able to see myself being held, and when I was seeing myself being held, I'm like, "Wow! I must be really sick." And I kind of compared it to the last time I heard him speak to me. I'm like, "Hmm." He said, "Are you ready?" This time, and I was standing. This time, he's holding me. So now I'm like, wow, I must be really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with God, and that conversation, um, he told me to remember all this date one twenty one twelve. All numbers are reversible, and so is this. But you will come oh, wow. back with a new mission and new duty. And I signed a, a contract. We all are born with a um, lifelong contract, and I signed one to do this mission and to do this new duty, and I didn't know the extent what that meant. Hmm. And that meant healing, voicing, feeling, seeing, and taking on everything I can to do these healings. And um, it's and, and trusting that they're not my words. They're coming from a higher vibration, a frequency that I'm tapping into where I can find out everything that the person's dealing with in their body without knowing anything. Now, how did you know that healing was to be the new focus after working as a medium at that time? Well, it was interesting. I was doing a little healing, and I just heard when I that I needed that I was going to come back and do this healing, and it was going to be heightened. I didn't know how, but I trusted, and then everything would unfold in time in front of me as I was healing, and so it took me six months to heal. And then everything started to be heightened, and I started doing healings with another partner of mine, and um, we were seeing miracles. And it was like you cannot deny when somebody's not taking any treatment and they come in and have a session with you, and then five days later, they're completely healed. And this is, a you know, cancer. And so when yeah. you start seeing these miracles happen, it gives you that, it's like going through the testing. It gives you that confidence. God was built, was setting his stage up for us to know that we can do this. And so now today, I um, I do these solely by myself. Mm-hmm. 
And and I love that your website is called goldenmiracles.com. So for those of you listening that want to know more about Deborah, please visit goldenmiracles.com. But the the story that Elizabeth Boisson, our mutual friend, told me, reminded me about when you and I were standing there in her house is is one of is one of your stunning miracle stories. Would you mind sharing that story with us? Well, yes. Um, Elizabeth had reached out to us, and she had asked if we would do a healing for her father. He was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma of the brain and the spine, and they told him that he would have um, very little chance, um, like 2% chance of survival with the most intense chemotherapy, and he wasn't going to do the chemo treatments. It was stage four, right? Stage four, yes. And, you know, he came in. He's a doctor himself, very skeptical. Okay, you know, I'm doing this for my family. What do I have to lose? (laughs) And what happens in a healing session is I'm able to see on the body what's going on. And I'm able to go to the root. Why did this happen? When did this happen? How did this occur? Many times we go through something tragic in our life, maybe when we were younger, that we forget, but we didn't even know how to heal because we were so young, that it comes out later in life. And so things were revealed and voiced. I had to go through a lot of pain, a lot of pain to, to release um, that out of his spine and out of his brain. And then I saw spiritual surgeons come into the room. I describe that. Um, I can describe loved ones come into the room. So if he had any grief, grief and wanted to connect with a loved one, we could do that. It's, it's, there's a lot going on in one session. But the miracle happened five days later when Elizabeth called us and said that her dad was cancer-free, that they yeah. did a spinal tap and a, a brain scan, and there was nothing there. And the doctor said, there has to be something wrong. We're going to um, have to retest. And um, it was still nothing, nothing was there. And he's hiking and loving life now. And so, you know, when something like that happens, you can't deny. I mean, it's, it's right there. The evidence is there. And that's what we were seeing. And, you know, it became, like, beautiful in what I was seeing. But with this work, everything that I um, felt stable in my life, I was losing. And I was, I was having to make choices. Do I want to do this healing work or do I want to stay in, you know, my marriage, which he didn't want, ex- want me to do the work? What was, mm-hmm. what was I was supposed to do? But it was so strong within me. I knew that I was here for this mission. And yeah. I had to walk through even the pain of what I was about to lose because I knew that this is what I needed to do. And um, sometimes, you know, it's painful what we have to go through to get to where we need to be to become who we are. But well, you can't there, you can't deny that this it. is your calling, and it took three three huge wake up calls and accidents and tragedies for you to get to that point. Um, I just want to make the point real quickly that I had dinner last year with Elizabeth and her mom and dad with the father that you did the healing for. And I never even knew that he went through that illness. So that is truly a miracle to be cancer free. Doctors would say, well, it's called spontaneous remission, but I say that's a miracle. And the the funny thing is he didn't believe, right? Well, he didn't believe. And that's what I said. You don't have to believe or to have a healing. Um, 
everybody deserves, everybody receives. And I think my hardest part is, because my intention for every healing is everybody deserves a, a miracle. I think the hardest part is who, you know, I'm not the one who decides what they receive. I have right. to let that go. And so some of um, the ones that, you know, you really want that healing and then they don't receive it, but they come back and say, but I received something more that I didn't even expect. I have a connection with my, with God or I got, I, I'm having, you know, I was supposed to die two months ago. It's been a year now. So there's always a different way that it's God's way, not my way. But I yes. go into every session saying, you know what? I am your instrument. I o- open myself up to do your work. And I have to allow it to take place how it's supposed to. But everybody receives something. And, and you know, I know nothing about them. All I receive is a picture of them. And I become yeah. their proxy. And they're, these are all distant. So I do them from all over the world. And talk about trust and faith in what we say without yes. knowing anything. And then it's all recorded. And I'm sending it like to Shanghai, China, or to Australia or Europe, and going, okay, let's hope that's right. And it's that's always right. right. You know, it's always right. It's like, you know, this person had is wearing a kidney bag on the left side, or this person is having anorexic problems. I mean, it can be anything, emotional, physical, or spiritual. Yeah, that's total trust in what you're sensing. I, I want to make a point to everybody who's listening now that, you know, we get all excited when we hear, especially a story like Elizabeth's father's healing, a complete healing of stage four cancer. That, that point that Deborah made is so important that we have our own idea of what is healing. And that story is an example of what most of us want, but, but God, spirit knows what the bigger picture is and knows what's best and that healing is can be simply just having more time here because death is really not the tragedy that we think it is, but it's that bigger picture. So what actually happens in a session? How does healing work? Okay, so what happens is somebody connects for healing and I say, you know, I don't want to know anything about you and all I need is your picture. So then I ask them that during the session – that they're in their sacred space, whether they want to be sitting by the ocean, whether they want to be laying in bed, whether they want to be sitting, wherever it is that sacred space. And sometimes people have to work where they, they can't they can't take that time when the session is and that energy will hold until they get home and they can listen and receive it. And so then what happens is I say my prayers before, I place it all into God's hands, and then I become their proxy. I lay down, I put their picture on my abdomen, And I tap into this frequency and vibration. And that frequency and vibration connects into my belly button, which connects into them and instantly goes to them. Many people I've, I've heard back from that they were, they were healed before they even got the MP3. Some people have, um, what's miraculous about it is what I'm feeling and what I'm voicing and what I'm seeing, um, the other person might be feeling on their end Mm -hmm. while they're not even listening to me until they hear the mp3 like oh my gosh i felt that heat in my knee or oh my gosh i had to get up and throw up i'm sorry that you felt like you were going to throw up but i did throw up during the session and or um i felt so much love 
when you were crying, I was crying, but I didn't even know why I was crying until I listened to it. It's just not one healing yeah. the same. So it's like everything's happening all at once. And it's just, it's this frequency and vibration that you tap into that I've found that is, that is so profound because the words are coming directly through. And so when the words come through, it's just for them. That's why I can never be the same because we're all individual. We're all different. We all have our, we've all had different things happen through our lives. Not one's the same. So when I, if I hit on something like, you know, when you were seven years old, I saw that um, you had a lot of tragedy. Your mom was dying. Your dad was abusive to you. And he got angry with you. And he took your puppy outside and he shot it. Now, that's a lot to say and send yeah. that to somebody, you know, in a different country. And then they say, I forgot about that. But that did happen at age seven. Yeah, and, and, and you're getting yeah, no feedback yeah. from these people because it's done at a distance and you're all alone, so right? it's powerful. All done at a distance, and so it's wonderful when I do, when they do email back and give you the val- validations, and, and, but sometimes you hear nothing, and you have to just trust that, and then they'll say, well, I didn't think that I wanted to bother you and tell you what you did for me. I'm like, oh, really? Come on, you know, I'm just <laughs> as happy as you are. But what happens then is I might see spiritual surgeons come into the room. I'll describe the tools and everything they're using. I may have to go through your pain of what you're dealing with to release it. They'll hear the pain. They always are so like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through this much pain. But that's a gift God gives me because when I feel it, you can't deny what's going on. And then when the session's session's over, it's no longer a part of me. But um, sometimes loved ones from the other side, you know, that, one of our things to heal is grief, and you know that doing readings. And right. so um, I will work with people that are in grief, and their loved ones will come to them. And um, Jeff Hollihan had a distant healing that way to connect with his son. And he said he, it was his slice of heaven. He really felt him physically embrace him. And so it's it's like taking them on a spiritual journey and they're able to see and be with them. So it it's just all different it's beautiful. Levels. Like I said, spiritual surgeons, God coming into the room, voicing, finding the root reason of why it happened, releasing healing and going to those areas, and then um, spiritual journey as well. So you never know what's going to happen or transpire in one session, but when it's done, you're like, whew, wow, that was a ride. I bet. Well, listen, I have so many questions for you. There are so many. We want to talk about mental illness healing after the break. We we have just less than five minutes till the break already. We have one guest, Karen, who's been waiting on the line for almost half an hour. So I want to take her question and then uh, get back to more questions that I had prepared already. Karen, are you on the line? I am. Hello. Well, it. Hi. Well, welcome. Do you have a question for Deborah? Well, I do. I um, so my partner passed uh, a little over two years ago, mm-hmm. and I see many blessings um, now that I'm at the two-year point of my time with him. As far as emotional healing, old 
wounds that I feel like I didn't have access to feel. And I, as I was grieving him, um, I found a deeper grief underneath and Mm -hmm. that allowed me to start healing that. But I feel like I'm stuck in... um, And where to move forward. I, I understand what you're saying. These things are starting to surface for you. And sometimes that's why you need someone else to help release that because you, you're like, I, I feel like I have this weight on me and I don't know how to take it off. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Am, am I explaining that correctly for you? Uh, yeah. I don't know how to move forward in my life to be all that I that is my birthright to be, and yes. Okay. Well, the one thing I always say is when you when we have these things that we're stuck with and we feel like um, we can't release them or, we, or maybe there's something more but we can't figure it out, that's when I say sit and have a conversation with God. Say, you know what, I, if I don't, I don't want to know what it is, I don't... It, just release it. I give permission. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to worry any anymore. And I'm going to place this all in your hands, God, so that now I can be the person that you created me to be. Help me remove this. And then really say the word now at the end of your sentences. I, this is going to happen now. I'm going to do this now. And you, you continue to do that daily so that all of a sudden it's freeing you. And then, then the light starts coming in and, and doors start opening. And you have to trust doors that close, too, because, you know, for me, when I told you what happened on 121, I didn't think that the doors were going to close that I wanted. I'm like, are you serious? I don't want those doors to close. But now I look at them as blessings. And that's what you did. You already said that two years ago, you know, this is really hard. You're starting to see the blessings. So the doors and the lights coming through for you. Just allow yourself to trust your, your healing process. But during that process, give and speak and re- say, I release, surrender, and give all of this to you, God, here and now. All right. Okay, well, very empowering, great advice. Karen, I hope that's helpful for you. We, we're going to have to break in just a few seconds, but I love that, that uh, that's very empowering, Deborah. And thank you both. So we're thank talking you. to certified medium and intuitive healer, Deborah Martin. Her website is goldenmiracles.com. Please come back and join us after the break with a lot more information about healing with Deborah Martin. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. 
Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Have you ever said to yourself, I'm living a life I never intended to create? What life did you intend to create? Did you set goals? Did you work toward reaching those goals? If we don't have a specific goal in mind or we don't know where we want to go, we may be likely to end up in places not of our choosing. Establishing goals along with guidelines on how to achieve them helps to keep us focused and energized and often makes our lives more interesting, useful, and successful. It's never too late to take control of your life. Once you have your purpose clearly in mind, explore the various ways you can make it happen and visualize the process you believe can work best. Set goals, do what it takes to accomplish them, and enjoy your process. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. If you've been thinking of going vegan or you have been following a vegan lifestyle for years, the Main Street Vegan Academy Cookbook will become your go-to resource. Victoria Moran, J.L. Fields, and certified vegan lifestyle coaches will show you how easy and delicious it can be to go vegan. With over 100 plant-based recipes, you'll never get bored, and the book is packed with tips and strategies to transform your cooking and your life. Available now at Amazon.com or your local bookstore. If you could talk to an angel, what would you say? Join Jerry Gavin every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for Angelic Connection. Jerry shares messages from his guardian angel, Margaret, in combination with ancient healing practices to teach people how to listen to spirit. Jerry can help you strengthen your connection to the angelic realm and receive clear messages of help and healing. Call in and join the show every Monday on Unity Media Network. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. To join the show, use the live chat window or call now, 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are having a fascinating hour of discussion with intuitive healer Deborah Martin. Her website is goldenmiracles.com. And when we left off before the break, we were talking with caller Karen about healing from grief. Deborah, you gave some great tools. But it's interesting to me that you don't just deal with physical illness. You also are working on helping people heal from mental illness. Why don't you tell us some more about that? Okay, so um, I believe that you can heal on all levels, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And so there's been many cases where I've helped people with, you know, addictions. That's a mental illness or depression or, 
you know, and depression could be anorexic. Depression could be anxiety, anxiety of how do I get this anxiety to move forward. And so when I started seeing all these different, you know, mental illness, there's a lot that covers underneath mental illness. I feel like we all are going to have anxiety sometime in our life. Everybody's going to experience it. And some will, some mental illness is worse than others. So what I've come up with is to do a distant group just on mental illness. And I've never done that. Normally it's just groups, distant groups are formed and the words are given to that group um, from God. Now, for mental illness, I said, you know, May is mental um, awareness, mental awareness, um, and I figured, why not do one in the month of May just for that? And for mental allow health. God, mental health. For yeah. mental health, yes, yeah, sorry, for mental health. And why not let God come in and give the words and the guidance and the healing that they need to hear? Because it's the words that really are profound that, that you're touched by and the feeling of love. So I'm going to go into the session not knowing what's going to transpire, but it's going to be all about mental health. Wow. And Terrific. And you have, you have a personal, very personal reason for wanting to do that because you, you dealt with that within your own family, I understand. Yeah, I did. My father committed suicide, and it's one of the one things when somebody commits suicide, you don't have the answers. And you become a victim of, well, what, you know, why did they do it? How, you know, what made them do this? And and you go through a lot of grief and pain, and you don't know how to handle that because you don't have the closure. And so through that, I've learned from my father now being a medium on the other side to help people suicide. And so with this group, um, I will take a portion of the proceeds and I'm going to give it to a suicide awareness um, here in Arizona to help those um, that are dealing with that type of mental illness. That's excellent. So so this group will be on May 23rd. So if anybody knows anyone that wants to be part of it, um, it's a great session to to join. Very good. Now, we listening to you talk to our caller, Karen, right off the bat, you gave her wonderful guidance tools for helping her to heal herself. Do you have other tools for anybody who's listening to heal themselves? Yes, I I would say, you know, we all have the ability deep within. One of it, one of the things is never lose hope, right? If we lose hope, we have nothing. So you got to stay strong and and say, I got this. God's got this. I'm, I'm holding God's hand through the process. But one thing I, I think is very important for people to know is that our spirit is so much stronger than our body. So it's like we need to draw the line in the sand and say, you know what? I'm not going to own this anymore. So let's say the word's cancer. I'm not going to own cancer anymore. I'm not going to use that word in my vocabulary anymore. And if doctors say it, I'm just going to imagine them canceling that word out. It's canceling. It's not part of me anymore. And so our our mind reconnects that thought process because our minds are very powerful and it's like, hmm, I don't have this. And it's part of your healing process is your mantra. I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm whole. I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm whole. God is healing me. And I just really believe that because on one twenty one twelve, I never knew what was wrong with me. And I asked, I said, why did I never know? 
And the simple answer I received was, if you would have been aware of what it is that you had, you would become attached to it. But because you're not attached and you never knew, you can never say you had. And that's why I say cancel these things. Cancel. It's not, in, it's not going to be a part of me. I'm bigger and stronger than my body is. Yeah, right away we, we put diagnoses on people and suddenly it takes form, right? We give a label to this and then it becomes something that we own. That's really amazing. Right, it does. And and sometimes then it comes out quicker. Like you, you might just have something that's genetically in you, but all of a sudden you find that out and all of a sudden you start having symptoms when maybe they would have just lied dormant and you would never had them. Huh. So... I just, I really believe the power of the mind. I really believe that, you know what, um, you are, your spirit is strong. Now, with that said, too, if it's your time, it's your time. So what happens then? What do you do right. then? At that point, it's like, you know what, live like you're, you're dying. Like people always say, be happy, be joyful. Don't allow that to destroy who you are. So it kind of goes exactly. hand in hand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's a good question. I, I could talk about what you were just saying for, for hours, but because we have know, less right? than an hour, you know, the mind is so powerful. From your experience dealing with so many people and seeing the cause of their illness in your distance healing sessions that you do for them, what is the cause of illness? Is it all from the mind? Is it all from trauma or or what? Well, each person is different, but I will say that it's usually from something that they went through that was tragic. So abuse is a big one, mm. um, not feeling deserved, not loving oneself. Um, it could be something that they witnessed. You know, I had one person that was there that witnessed their father beating their mother. And as a child, he watched that and he digested mm. that. And there was nothing he could do to change that, but it, it haunted him and it and it brought out you know all these issues in his body and so when god told him that it's like you would there's no way you would have known that and he he was able to heal himself because he heard those words like yeah, why am i holding that i wasn't the one that was doing it i was the one watching it and i couldn't stop it from happening but mm. i felt so i felt like i was so responsible for it even though he wasn't so um, there's lots of causes, but we all, each of us have our own path. We each have gone through so many different things in our lives. And some, sometimes people even hold things, you know, from their parents, what their parents have gone through. Wow. Oh, you know, they had such a hard time in life. So, you know, now that they're past, I, I, I want to hold on to that for them because it's my duty now to hold it. So Ooh, speaking of tools turn. then... Knowing what I know about, all of the answers are available from within, and we can get the the answers directly from source, from the still small voice within. It sounds to me that it would behoove all of us to sit in the silence, connect with our understanding of God, with the source, and ask, is there something that I'm holding on to that I'm not aware of? Is that something you would recommend? Exactly, yes, yes, because the more you do it, the the bigger your relationship becomes. Get a notebook 
piece of paper, ask, is there anything I'm holding on to? Can you tell me? Will it come out in a dream? Will it just flow out, out of my pen while, while I'm sitting here? Will it not come out and show itself at all, but will I feel better? Yes, you will, because what you're doing is you're releasing those feelings, those concerns. And we have the concerns every day. I mean, every one of us has something that comes up. It could be um, we get a call and we lose our job. Now what? Place that in God's hands. Help me find a new job. Help me open those doors. I don't want to hold this. I don't want. I don't want to become sick over this. So there's right. I, it, it is. It, it's the daily thing that you should do is sit and have that silence. I love that that you said that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, have you found? I'm not. I am not trained in healing. Uh, it's not my focus. But you, as a healer, have you found that certain types of traumas will manifest in certain areas? As if I've to, I've been told that if people um, hold on to stress from a relationship, that may affect the heart or something like that. Different areas re- you know, hold different it's, traumas. It's interesting you say that because um, I do find similarities. But I try not to say, I try not to label it with, oh, um, that person wasn't loved by their parents, so they have ovarian issues, or that person had abuse um, in their relationship, so they have something to do with, um, you know, the abdomen, their stomach, they can't digest. Any of those things, we can correlate it to that, but if I do that, then I'm saying that everybody's the same when I'm saying everybody's right. different. So I try to remove all of that and have a blank plate piece of paper in each healing because it is different every time. But sometimes afterwards, I do think that, like you say, wow, you know what? Breast cancer. Hmm. It seems like a lot of people have breast cancer because they, 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 it had to do with love situation. But, but at the same time, even though you don't want to true. generalize, we can. it's very much an excellent teaching tool for people to see why they should focus now on having healthy relationships and clearing out blockages because those things do have a potential to lead to illness, correct? I think it's with everything in life. That's why when we sit in quiet, it's like we have all these struggles, we have all this grief, we have all these um call it baggage that we hold on to and we don't know and we and it, it holds us down and we might get sad or we might have grief or whatever it is or worry. Yes, if we don't release it and it just keeps building up and building up and building up, it goes deep down within and eventually it's going to come out somehow. And so that's when we say sit and release and say every day, I'm holding this pressure and I can feel it. I can barely breathe. I feel this pressure on my chest. Help me, God. Help me get this off. Release, surrender every day. And maybe take a journal and write down how you were feeling, you know, and go back to it and say, wow, I was really bad two, three um, weeks ago, but I'm doing really well now. And you, sometimes yeah. we don't realize what the pain we were going through when it's healed because it's gone. Beautiful. Now, what you're saying there sounds very simple. Is it that simple as just releasing, but well, we have no, that God component, of course. <laughs> no, it's not because you have to feel to heal. That's my 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 quote. Feel to heal. We sometimes that's why we sometimes need somebody else to do it because we have to go down to those deep, deep places that we don't want to resurface. Right. I mean, I always warn up, people: watch out what you ask for because if you say good. right. 
if you say, you know, okay, show me where my blockages are, you have to be prepared to have some things stirred up. Exactly. And and most of us don't want to do that because we're like, well, I'm in a good space right now. Why do I want to go there? And why do they want to go there? When you're having a healing session, you don't know what's going to come up and it comes up for you to release it so that um, there's times where God will mention something and he'll say, we're not going to relive it for you because I already know what it was and what you went through, but I'm going to bring up, you know, just a little brief moment of what happened and then it's going to um, be gone. But it's, um, yeah, you have to feel to heal. This is not easy. But you know what's interesting is I've listened to a recording, the full recording of a healing that you've done. And it mm-hmm. those of you listening would be just astounded that the pain that Deborah goes through, she actually feels the release and feels the physical symptoms. And I, it's almost comical, Deborah, because then the person receives this recording and they hear you going through the pain, but they haven't gone through it. What is that like for you to take on this pain? And At first, it was a lot where, like, um, it would just exhaust me. And I've learned, my body's learning to, you know, tune that in and let that go up after a session. And I'm still tired afterwards that there's a lot to prepare for healing. But um, I call it a gift because if I can feel that pain that they're feeling, and release it for them so they don't have to feel it, I don't deny it. I mean, you can't deny, like, what I was saying before, that I was going to ready to throw up. I think you listened to that CD. I was ready to listen. I was ready to throw up, and she went, and she emailed us back and said, you know what, I threw up during that session just when you were saying it. It Mm -hmm. was vile that she had to get up, and it was like, that's real. I mean, come on. And then she's listening to what I went through, and she actually really did it. And, you know, I have to say, too, when we say feel to heal, when I came back on one twenty one twelve, it was not easy. I had to journal for six months and go through a lot of pain of things that I had that I didn't realize was still stirred up. So I had to go through a lot of emotional and physical feelings to heal as well. I knew I was going to be healed, but I didn't know that I had to still go through the process. But you know, this is, this is a huge message for those who are listening to you now, that you've been through that pain and you go through the pain in the session, but this does lead to healing. This is life in physical form that we have these ups and downs and some of our greatest suffering leads to our greatest breakthroughs. And when, if anybody who's listening is feeling hopeless, it's why Deborah says to never lose hope because it, this could be the dark night of the soul or perhaps not even that bad, but there are brighter days ahead because of it and you know what that's interesting you say that because with the mental ill the mental health issues that people have they their light within goes very deep the dark the darkness takes over and they just can't lift it they can't see that light and that's what happened to my father he couldn't see the light and he committed suicide so when that happened you know if he would have if he could have seen what was coming that there was light. He never got to finish his book. I call it a book. He never got to read to the end. But when he got to heaven and he's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't see the ending being so good. Yeah. Well, he didn't wait. So, so yeah. many people are saying, well, if life is so good on the other side, why do I want to stay here? I, d- I want to make sure you know that when you don't want to miss out on what, what's lying ahead of here.
here too. So stay on your journey. Enjoy your life. And that's what, that's what the healings are about so that people can live a healthy, joyful life that they deserve. Beautiful. Beautiful. So explain to us, I know how it works, but <laughs> I want to hear it in your words. How does healing happen over distance? That may just boggle some people's minds that you don't even have to be with them. You don't have to put your hands on them. No, it's actually um, phenomenal because remember how I was saying that I tap into a frequency and energy and we know energy travels. It's like um, when people say prayer and you get a prayer um, going for everybody, you know, like thousands of the whole community are praying and that prayer becomes very, very strong and people may feel it in their hospital room, that prayer that people are, are doing for them. Well, this frequency that I tap into, it travels. So you don't need to be there. And I find that it's more profound that you're not there because when you listen to this MP3 and go, she knew nothing. Yeah. It becomes your aha moment. And that's when sometimes they will then accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you know that even with readings, like when we do readings, it's getting that one thing that, that is their light bulb that goes on. Oh, okay. This is who it is. That's the same as a healing. It's it, it's just like, I got to sit back. There, there's a lot to take on. And they, I want to tell you, too, even with, with distant um, sessions, people might be really extremely tired after. Like, if they have a spiritual surgery, mm-hmm. it's not like going home. It's like going home after having a real physical surgery and you're having a spiritual surgery. You have to rest. So they're like, oh, my gosh, I was so tired for two days. I slept and slept. Or, oh, my gosh, I um, I could never lay down. I was in so much pain, and now I can. So yeah. it's so different. And But I can tell you, too, I've had some of the greatest healings, like look at Elizabeth Boysen's dad. He felt nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. ladies, we'll just see how that happened. So you never know. There's There's no right or wrong way to receive. Mm-hmm. You just do it how you receive it. And I just say, open your heart, your mind, and your soul, and allow it to come to you what you deserve. Wow. I, I hope everybody listening can just feel the loving energy that you just radiate. And uh, and I, I can tell all of you that being in her presence, you just can't help but feel it either. You, you have a glow, Deborah. Um, oh, here's a question you. for you. <laughs> this one is really important for people to hear. About are healings lasting? What if a person gets a healing, but they go back to the same behavior or or repeat uh, something that may have caused the healing in the first place? Well, that's just it. That's why, you know, I can't be responsible. Healing's a process. It could be like you tell a person that I want you to rest. I want you to take your time. I want you to drink lots of water. And they decide I'm going to happy hour. Forget this. Right? I mean, you, you, you can't be responsible for what everybody else does on their end because it, they have to do, play their part as well. Um, and sometimes if we, if we, it's like having a lesson. Did you ever have a lesson have to come to you more than once? I always say, okay, I got the lesson. Don't need to repeat. Um, kind of the same with the healing. If you're not paying attention and you, you got the healing, it might come back. Why? Uh oh, <laughs> I um, I'm repeating it again. It's 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 the same way. 
I'm thinking of just an example. What if an, uh, an illness came from a, a relationship somebody had with a parent that was really contentious and they're carrying a lot of guilt and that may have been released in the healing, but what if they go back to the same behaviors with that same parent? Would But you deal right. with that in and the sessions they, though, right? They have to learn. Yeah, they have to learn that it's not theirs to feel anymore, that you know, when somebody puts pain on you, it's really themselves that's not happy. And for some reason, we hold on to that because words are powerful. They hurt us. They're like they put scars on us. And so if if we can heal that, but our brain's interesting tool too. Our brain remembers those things and they resurface surface it. So many times um, God will work on the brain to reset it so that we don't have to remember those those. Um, that pain, it, it just goes away. And you just said God will work on that brain to reset it. And I want to make this point that, you know, a lot of people, I have a lot of friends that practice Reiki and other healing modalities that require training and touch. But in your case, in your sessions, you're simply being the proxy. And in your awareness, it's God who's doing everything. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. I ask him, I ask um any spiritual surgeons, any angels, any guides, anything that anyone that he needs to bring into the room. So like I say, if, if it's grief, they're going to bring in a loved one. Um, but God is overseeing, overlooking. He's the one orchestrating it. I'm the one receiving everything. What I'm seeing, the visions, the words, the, the, the pain are, is all coming from God. And some people will say, well, I don't pray to God. So what would that, who, and I just feel like it's the universe. And I say, that's okay. Then you can call, I'm going to still call it my God, but you can call it source. You can call it the universe. You can call it whatever you want because I believe it's all the same. There you go. What's, what's fascinating, reading your book, Direct Connect to God, I, I saw at the end there that you have had your brainwaves analyzed during actual healing sessions. And I've studied a lot about brainwaves and what they reported in the book is that you, your left and right hemispheres of your brain are in an extraordinarily high state of coherence, which is uh, not easy for people to achieve, and that you maintain a strong theta-delta state. This, I'm getting a little scientific here, but for me, I love that that you have, you're so spiritual and you know that God's doing the work, but yet your physical body is showing that scientifically there is a change taking place in your body, in your brain that validates there's something going on here. You know, I believe in science. That's why I was really, um, I was tested with Dr. Gary Schwartz and Dr. Julie Beichel. Science is our backbone, and it, it's what some people need to believe. So when I had my brain um, waves studied and I found that out, it, the, the percentage is very small for somebody to be able to have their right and left brain talking at the same time. But they were able to say, like, this side of the brain, we can tell when you're receiving messages, and this side of the brain, we can tell when you are connecting, you know, here. Um, but it's all happening at one time, where normally, like, this range that I'm in is what they said. It would be like somebody being put under anesthesia and getting to that level under anesthesia, but I'm not on any medicine, and I'm coherent. Right. Yeah. Now, so that's it's beautiful. You and haven't studied this. Want, this this just came naturally after your near-death experiences. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is a gift. I, what I'd love to, well, I felt like, you know, I was told, 
all things are reversible, but you're going to go back and you're going to have, uh, there were like, there's four words that were, were given, but one was, you know, voice. And I always thought, well, that's easy. I'm a medium, right? Never yeah. thought that it meant this. And so yeah. it all transpired in the way God wanted it. And you can't, you can't always um, try to make it into something else. You have to walk through the process, even if it is painful. And that's what I did. But I also believe in science where one of these days I would love to have my blood tested just to see mm. the befores and after of my the, of what my body actually takes on. Yeah, I hope that you don't become like Edgar Casey, a great healer who burned out. We 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 need more healers like you, Deborah. Oh, thank Listen, you. we have it's, we have just thirty. That you just go ahead. No, we just have thirty seconds to go, and and I just want to thank you for coming on the show, for sharing your gifts with all of us, and to tell everybody to check out Deborah's website, goldenmiracles.com, especially her uh, mental health awareness month um, special mental health group healing session is fascinating but thank you so much deborah oh thank you you know this time went so by so fast and i can't thank you and all the listeners that are listening it's just it's such a blessing to be able to spread the word thank you amen Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.